0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another overcast day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Pete Talbot, head teacher of Castle Hill Pro- Community Primary School. Pete, hello.
1: Hello. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. Thank you for coming on the program today. We might as well uh, get stuck straight in. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um, to me, really, it's somebody who can inspire and um, someone who people look to um, to provide you know, a role which they can follow.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Um I'm I'd say I'm a bit of a pace setter, so um you know I, I lead by example and by work ethic, but also I would say I was quite affiliative, so um I am as supportive as much as I can be um to the staff and children that I manage.
0: Now of course uh you're dealing with a few different sorts of stakeholders, uh your yeah pupils, your staff, uh, the parents, and I'd imagine also uh, the governors. Um, Yes. Do you need to employ different styles of leadership for each one of these uh, stakeholder
1: groups? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very different. And I I would also add that we're also dealing with um, the local authority. We're dealing with um, inspectors as well. Um, and various other professional services. So, yeah, very much so, depending on who I'm dealing with.
0: Which group, now, of course, you can decline to answer the question, but (laughs) which group do you find the most challenging to lead?
1: Um, To lead, um, probably the parents um, Mm -hmm. in managing that, um, certainly, because for them... You know, dealing with their children is, is a very emotive thing. So often, of you're dealing with some quite raw emotion as well. And certainly, where I'm working, um, some of the backgrounds and some of the parents' previous experiences with leadership has been very negative. Um, so we have to probably work the hardest with them.
0: Also, I'd imagine that there's been a, a quite uh, a bit of a sea change since uh, either you or I uh, were in education uh, that. Uh, parents tend now to take the side of their children uh, as opposed to the side of 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 teachers, do you find this to be a, a phenomenon that you're in at the moment?
1: absolutely absolutely yeah um and um yeah, parents can be very quick to attribute um some blame as well, so we have to work quite hard in um diffusing situations um but also gaining trust really mm-hmm. um, and trust is a is a big feature um of what we do. Well, gone
0: are the days where the default position was that the, you know, if the teacher said it, it must be right. And uh, little Johnny needs to uh, come to heel. I'd imagine that it's, it's a very different dance you have to play with these parents and students these days.
1: It is, it is, but to be fair, many of them will will, will still be very supportive of us in the school. Um, I think really now you have to spend a lot more time developing the relationship so they actually know and trust what you're saying, um, and you need to get to know them certainly so they can, they, they can be part of um, the discussions that you have, um, and that's, that's vital now.
0: Let's go back to the very beginning of your career when you first started your working life. Were there any particular individuals or circumstances that shaped the way that you lead today?
1: Absolutely. Um, One of them, I I suppose the initial one was quite negative. Um, A few years into teaching, I worked with a leader, really nice guy, but was completely in a situation where he was out of his depth. Um, and, and really struggled in that role, um, so I learned a lot from him, I suppose, in how not to do it. Um,
0: well, negative influences it, can have as much of a positive influence as possible. Absolutely, influence.
1: yeah. And um, we learned a lot as a quite a small group of staff at that stage, and how to manage situations, um, and also to really almost bypass what he was doing, but at the same time not wishing to be horrible because it wasn't an unpleasant man. He was just in a situation that he was not able to cope with. And um, mm-hmm. the leadership above them were quite culpable in that because they had put him in that position. Um, and also for me, um, when I first became a deputy head, um, I worked under an absolutely inspirational head teacher. Um, she was classed in the old government days as a super head, someone that they bring in um, when schools were in trouble. And, and she was phenomenal um, and what she was particularly good at was recognising talent in people and sort of nurturing and supporting that and um, even now to this day I would um, still say when I'm in a, I'm in a sticky situation I, I say to myself even now well what would she do now Um And I sort of think back to situations that we've been in. And, um, you know, I I still use that advice in my head even today. And that's, um, you know, 18 years later.
0: What's the most important thing that students should understand uh, going into the world after they leave you?
1: Um, I think the most important thing is recognizing their own talents and what they can contribute Um, And one thing we're finding, particularly now, is even if you have a difficulty or a diagnosis or a struggle, um, you have to understand that society won't necessarily um, make allowances for that. In schools, we love you, we nurture you, but you've also got to recognize your own skills and what you can contribute and and not to make excuses for that, I think. Mm. Um, So it's really about that self-esteem. And, you know, how how you can contribute.
0: Now, if I was to ask you to objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be?
1: (laughs) Um, For me, um, years ago, I um, sort of studied with ancient Greece. And actually, um, Pericles is somebody that um, I always pick up as an ancient leader, um, hugely because he, he was in ancient Athens, and he worked in a place where, um, you know, body image and intelligence was everything. And yet he, he dominated a democracy despite his own very obvious physical disability as well. And he managed to get the state to change their voting laws so that he would stay on as leader. Um, and I think he, he he's an underrated man if you don't study that. But what he did was fantastic.
0: of course, Pericles was well known for his oracle. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that is an important aspect of leadership. Do you um, try and pass that on to your staff and students?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, How you present yourself and how you speak to people is vital. Um, And how you gain people's trust is very much by your speaking, but also by your actions. Um it's you know leaders can be brilliant in the short term you have leaders that come in but actually I think the greatest leaders are those that um, are able to manage um, sustain their leadership uh, and manage in a longer term as well and I think that's so important because you know short term is easy in some ways but it's the long term and the sustainability which is the biggest challenge
0: now unfortunately our time together is drawing to its close But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Castle Hill Community Primary School?
1: Um, We want to just continue on the successes that we have, Um, and we we really want to provide an example of excellence to those around us as well. We deal with some of the most challenging children, and we feel we do it very successfully. So we want to provide that example to others as well. in a very short term, we're also awaiting inspection, and we would like that to be recognized um, when people come in and see us how we are as well. Um, so it's, it's building on on the continued success that we have.
0: Well, Pete, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I wish you the utmost of success in your upcoming um Uh, inspection. And I do hope that you join us back on the program at some point in the near future. Pete, thank you.
1: That was a pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: That was Pete Talbot, head teacher of Castle Hill Community Primary School. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Geoff Hurst.
2: Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final so jeff first uh, thank you very much for coming on today uh,
3: you're welcome you're good afternoon uh,
2: and perhaps i should uh, start and get it over and done with i know you must be bored with it and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times but when you got out for a duck playing for essex uh jeff what was going through your head at the time
3: <laughs> well of course that's not one of the most asked questions i get Although oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um uh, who do Google me realize that i did uh Score nothing for Essex. Uh, My only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in Liverpool, many many years ago, 1962, I think that was. So I didn't. um, Yes, I I didn't really feel it at the time. It was lucky to be playing, (laughs) I guess. Had one or two injuries, Um, but the problem that I had was was really messing about between the two sports. That was very detrimental to me uh, over that period of time being stuck between the two sports.
2: And I think uh, for those that uh, don't know, there's, a, there's a, another world that might exist where um, Sir Geoff Hurst was a, a first-class cricketer and not perhaps a, a footballer. But um, whether it's business or cricket or, or football, obviously the importance of leadership, it can't be understated, no matter what form that comes in. When you were at West Ham... Uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he, he was simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, they quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who um, was played mm-hmm. under him, and uh, I And of course, uh, a great manager in Southlands. So to come across people like that of that caliber can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um at West Ham, uh, with with a manager like uh Ron uh, there it's also important to have uh uh confidence with
3: I've had been asked that once at one of the theatre shows. <laughs> so I joke, make a joke about that and saying, yes, I put my foot in the ball and waited, just had a, had a glance around, you know.
2: Maybe it does prove there are things that such as stupid questions, really.
3: Um... Oh, yeah, there, are, there certainly are. I've got another one which I won't bore you with, too long to tell you. Uh, I was in a Jersey or a Channel Line, Jersey or Guernsey, two or three mm. years ago, and most stupid, irrelevant questions that absolutely nothing to do with football whatsoever which uh, was absolutely... But I can use that now, because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we... Um, uh, well, you want me... I, I can tell you if you sorry. want.
3: you want? You got time. I can tell I go, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go on. I think I think it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing
3: a, a, at a dinner in the Channel Lions, three or four hundred people, black-tie dinner, guest of honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions...
2: What a question. What a question.
3: Well, I think that would be in, definitely in the stupid category, wouldn't it? So we had a laugh about it's,
2: that. Uh, well, uh, and we, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with things I found
3: it amusing. I just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well, so it did, uh, um, it did but make it again, laugh
2: If you can put, put up with my questions, you can probably put up with uh, anything. <laughs> um, but th- there would have become a point, though, um